My name is Annie Sly. I'm a retired geriatric social worker, and my husband and I had a restaurant in Carpinteria for 10 years. Perfect. And I know that you are the spokesperson for the Yes campaign. Is that correct? Yes. And so could you tell me a little more about the initiative of the Yes campaign? So the hotel proposal started about six years ago, and many people in the community have been speaking against it for all of these six years, but it really seemed to be falling on deaf ears. Nothing Nothing that anybody said seemed to make any difference. And that's why we went to the initiative. We felt like we had to do something to put it to a vote so that the majority of people in Carpinteria could make a decision about this. And so the signatures were collected and the measure will be on the November ballot. And how did you come to lead this campaign? I'm a little bit late to the party. Like I said, you know, the fight against it has started a long time ago. I just found myself with time on my hands after retiring and being widowed. And I love Carpinteria. I love the way Carpinteria is. And I got involved with the committee. And when they asked me to be the spokesperson, I said, absolutely. Amazing. And so I know a little bit about Carpinteria being a small town by what's known as the world's safest beach. Why are initiatives like this important for smaller cities like Carpinteria? So Carpinteria, like you said, world's safest beach. We also call it the last great beach town. And if you drive up and down the coast, And if you've been around for a long time, you see how a lot of coastal beach towns have changed, how commercial development has taken over. And the towns or the cities have lost their identity, lost their charm, lost lost the, you know, just the small town feel. And I think we still have that in Carpinteria. That is one of the things that we are all about. That is what the locals love about Carpinteria. It's why the tourists come here. And we are a huge tourist destination. So I think that we are risking losing our small town charm, losing that whole look and feel if we allow commercial development, especially because it's a slippery slope. You allow one project and then there's another and another, and suddenly your town has lost its identity. And it can happen. It can happen very easily. And I know that you owned a restaurant in Carpinteria. What what is Carpinteria for you personally? What impact has this city had on you? Well, it is truly my home now. And after my husband died, lots of people asked me, you know, are you going to move to New York? That's where I'm from. I still have friends and family back there. Are you going to move to Long Beach? I lived in Long Beach. Are you going to move to Ann Arbor? I lived in all these different places that I've lived. Nothing would get me out of Carpinteria. It is paradise. It is the best place in the world. The community is absolutely wonderful. Well, you definitely talk about Carpinteria in such an amazing way, and I'm sure others in the community feel exactly the same. Um, You talked about this hotel that the city is planning to build. Do you have any more information about what the purpose of this hotel is for? 
So the land where they where the developer wants to put ho the hotel is right up against the railroad tracks. So the Amtrak goes through and the freight trains go through. The land was given to the city. So the city owns the land. The city is choosing to lease it to the developer. And in turn, the developer will make a monthly lease payment. And there will be money collected for um, sales tax and, um, but the, the question is how much, how much money will be generated by this hotel that will go to the city? I've heard very high estimates of $600,000 a year. I've heard very low estimates of $200,000 a year. It really depends on occupancy, on um, you know how much they charge. It, there are so many variables and it is difficult to predict accurately. Well, right now, lucky for Carpinteria, the city coffers are in good shape. We passed a measure, I think it's measure X that raised the, the sales tax. And that has brought in millions of dollars. And of course, property taxes bring in a lot of money. And so the city is, is in good shape. They were able to um, give money towards a skate park. They were able to fund moving uh, making the library locally um, operated. So the question is, number one, how much money will be generated? That's up in the air. It's difficult to predict. But 600000 was the very highest number that I've heard. And what are we giving up for that much money or likely less? Because, I mean, I have to assume that the developer, you know, estimated high. Um, but what are we giving up? You know, when you walk along Linden, when you drive or ride a bike, that area right there is open and there's a view, there's trees, you can see the mountains in the distance and it's a parking lot, but there's trees planted there. It's, it's an attractive parking lot and it is a very well used parking lot. And so we would be giving up the parking, giving up part of the community gardens, which the community loves. There's a waiting list for people to have a plot in the community garden. And it will change the whole look and feel of that area. It's the gateway to the beach. That's the only place where cars cross the railroad tracks and to be at the beach. And it would really make things very different. And I don't think that giving up all of that, giving up the, you know, part of the community gardens, the parking lot, just setting a precedent for commercial development on public land, because the city owns it, but that makes it public land, right? So there's so many reasons that I, I think it's really not a good idea. Yeah, and you talked a lot about how Carpinteria is a very big tourist spot in the area. Do you think this hotel would affect that? What's the rate of tourism right now? Well, of course, the summertime is, is you know, the, the very busy time. We're at the height of the tourist season now. You feel that when you go to the beach. 
and locals understand that the local businesses need the summer tourism because it's quiet here in the winter and if businesses are going to make it they really have to do very well during the summer to get them through the winter and so we do want to promote tourism and year year after year lots and lots and lots of people come here to camp in the state park to rent hotel rooms to rent airbnbs whatever um it's it's a charming place. It's a wonderful place. And people want to come here for their vacation. So the hotel right now is proposed at 39 rooms. My feeling is the majority of the city council feels that that's still too big. So we don't know how many rooms we'll end up having if they succeed in building it. So we're not talking about a huge number of additional tourists. And yes, yeah, some of those people will end up downtown at the shops and at the restaurants. And, and that's good. I mean, you know, our motto is, you know, shop local, dine local. Everybody wants to support local businesses. And I'm completely in favor of that. But I don't think the hotel will bring that much business. And for me, the question becomes, what are we giving up in exchange for that? for that handful of tourists that may or may not make their way downtown. The, the developer has a lot of arguments in favor. One of the big ones is, well, there's not gonna be more traffic, people are gonna come on, on the train. Well, I beg to differ. I think that if people are in San Francisco and they're spending their weekend here in a boutique hotel and spending big bucks, they're not traveling on the Amtrak. They're driving their car down. They want to, you know, go wine tasting in the valley. They want to check out Ojai. They want to go to Santa Barbara. Even if they stay in CARP, they still want to have their car. People don't like to leave their cars home. So that's not true. There's going to be more traffic. And, and that it's right by the railroad tracks, I think, is a safety issue for kids. You know, you park your car and yeah, you keep an eye on your kids, but, you know, they could run out easily. And, you know, so um, it's, I think, really unfair to the people who live nearby the hotel. For some people, a parking lot will be on right on their property line and, and the hotel will impact those people tremendously. And so touching back on the community garden that you talked about, could you tell me a little bit more about that and how the community is using it? So the community garden has, I don't know how many, but individual plots where you could grow food. And a lot of people live in apartments or don't have property where they can plant a garden. And it is one of the most popular things. Everybody loves the community garden and they would have to take away some of it for the hotel. So I saw on your website that there's a gathering every Thursday for the campaign. Um, other than voting for this ballot measure later this November, if others are interested in supporting this campaign, what can they do? So Thursday afternoons is the farmer's market on Linden. And so we set up a table by the seal fountain to hand out literature, answer questions um, in about 
a week or two, we'll have t-shirts that we'll be selling to people. So we welcome and need volunteers to do all kinds of things. And anybody who is interested in volunteering can, can go to the website. So volunteers could do fundraising, canvassing, letter writing, phone calling, a whole list of things that whatever appeals to them. So info at parkinglot3.org. They can get information or, you know, come to the Seal Fountain on Thursday afternoons and, and we have um, volunteer forms. If people are in agreement with us and we'll, we run ads and we're going to be listing supporters. If people want to add their name to the list, they can fill out a form giving permission for that at the Seal Fountain on Thursdays. They can also do that online. And how many supporters do you currently have right now? Well, we gathered over a thousand signatures in order to get the measure on the ballot. So there's 14,000 people, We 1,000 people signed. And the only people that can vote are people who are within the city limits. So if you live on the other side of Foothill, you're out of the city limits, you can't vote. It's a very designated area. So there's a lot of locals who want their voices heard, but won't be able to vote on this yeah, well, within the city limits and to have that many people sign to have this ballot measure, that sounds incredible. I, I think I think the majority of people agree that they want to keep Carp Carp. They want to keep Carpinteria with the small town charm that it has, the gateway to the beach the way it is, and really be very careful about where commercial development goes. There are places that the hotel could be built. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be right there. And I just think it's a very bad location. Yeah, well, thank you so much for speaking to me about the Yes campaign and more about what Carpinteria has with its public spaces and preserving the charm of its small town. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before um, we end this interview? No, just wish us luck. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you very much. Appreciate it. For more information on the campaign, visit parkinglot3.org. For KCSB News, I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi.